0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper than ever before. So, why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: people need to know who the hell's in charge here, what the rules are.
2: Welcome to Walkers and Talkers episode 187, right Jamie? Woo, that's right, 187. Now I know it's 187 because in 1987 the Mets just missed out on the playoffs when uh, star pitcher Ron Darling fell on a, I think it was a bunt play, broke his thumb maybe, don't tweet me, it's something like that, and he missed the end of the season, and I think they missed out on the playoffs by one game. This is before there was a wild card. So 1987 (laughs) will always be a sore point for me. That was when the St. Louis Cardinals and the Mets were in the same division before they made a third central division and the Cardinals moved out of the East. Does that make sense? Welcome to Walkers and Talkers. (laughs)
3: That's our opening? <laughs> that's our
2: opening. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'd like to apologize for that. <laughs> I'm David Brody from Elm Street in the Morning Show, and that, of course, is Jamie from Light FM. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm hearing an echo back, which means your headphones are too loud, or that's oh, uh, escaping your headphones, so if you don't mind.
3: I'll just turn it down. Just turn it down!
2: <laughs> that's what i Turn it up! <laughs> so we did get a... Um, I want to say we have a new listener, so I want to officially welcome that new listener. Nope, not the Reaper. The Reaper is going to start... Oh, the Reaper, who's a big uh, Brooklyn Boys fan, he's going to start watching The Walking Dead, because I keep posting about our podcast, and he's going to start listening to this podcast. So good luck. you got a Yay. long time to catch up. <laughs> I also want to say hi to Roger Mallet uh, at Blur Boy 1980, because hi, Roger. he found us, uh, he did a search for Walking Dead podcasts, found Ooh. us enjoyed last week's episode started following all of our accounts which means he's on board yay we didn't scare roger away <laughs> by the way mal i like the name mallet it's like it's a noun it's a last name you know i like it but it's like a solid name like that Ryan is a mallet solid name. quarterback a nice for the name. patriots uh, anyway ryan did a search found us which i'm hey, listen uh, i'll take it as any way i can get it so thank you roger for finding us um, so, uh, not a fan of the Australian Morning Show that I know of, or Light FM in New York. Just found our podcast, so he immediately is an active participant and tweeted Ooh. at us a few times that he hated last week's episode <laughs> of The Walking Dead, not of our podcast of The Walking oh, okay. Dead, oh, okay. Splinter, which was a focus on just Princess because he said I don't care about her. Why do I want to watch a whole episode? Which is what a lot of people said. Yeah, they did. Now I'm going to talk about Splinter today. For a reason in our news segment, so hold on Ooh. to your horses. Uh, I'm holding. Hold on to those horses. Just hold, <laughs> hold on to something. You know, just hold on to like something solid in the house. Just because I, we'll be talking about the really unpopular episode of Splinter. <laughs> However, let's let's focus on season eleven for a moment. The next to last teaser has been released, which you just watched. I just watched. Yes, it's a it's a quick scene of a courtroom with a gavel laying on the table. Now, in the comic books, no spoilers really, but in the comic books, the Commonwealth is a society based on how you lived before the apocalypse, okay? There's a higher class and a lower class. I don't agree with this, by the way. I'm going to tell you what it was in the comics. The higher class is lawyers and politicians and people in authority. And the lower class in the Commonwealth, those people go on to be bakers, tailors, and butchers. Now, I'm, listen, I have no disrespect for bakers and butchers and tailors because I know you are obsessed with the fact that there's a bakery in the Commonwealth.
3: Oh, I would totally work at the bakery if I was in the Commonwealth. Right. I'm a great baker. There is nothing
2: <laughs> lower class about being a butcher or but oh. this is the comic books. I'm yeah. all about blue collar workers. My family is blue collar. You know, you're a baker, a butcher, or a tailor. That's important stuff. So in the comics, Michonne is a lawyer. And she is put on trial basically to prove that she's worthy and that everyone else is worthy. And I didn't, I didn't read that part of the comics. So don't quote me on exactly what's going on. But uh, and she's not obviously going to be in the Commonwealth because she left. She's skedaddled. Yeah, she's she making did. Marvel movies right now. <laughs> but Yumiko is a lawyer because they slit that slip that she was Magna's lawyer for whatever Magna did or didn't do wrong. Yeah, and so Yumiko is most likely going to play the role of lawyer now on the team in the comics. Michonne is given like a really nice house, authority because she was a lawyer. So Yumiko's probably going to take on that role. Now, will Yumiko take on the other things that Michonne had happened to her at Commonwealth? We don't know. A lot of things happened, and the people they happened to aren't on the TV show anymore, like Dwight and Rick. Very important roles. So we don't know what's going to happen or who it's going to affect. Yeah. Right? So Princess was there. Michonne was there. Eugene was there. So those people will probably play the same roles. Anyway, so the teaser is a courtroom and a gavel. Now, it looks like there's a lot of chairs. And if I remember from what I read in the comic books, it was only Pamela, the governor of the Commonwealth, who sort of interrogated them or put them on trial to prove their worthiness, right? Whatever the trial was. Yeah, yeah. Now, I still think it may be Georgie or Georgia, Georgina. Georgie. Georgie, right? Because she looks like Pamela from the comics, or that could yeah. have been them just screwing with us, because they do that sometimes. They,
3: they like to do that. <laughs> so it might
2: be there's a panel of people, and it's possible there is no Pamela in the uh, TV show, and therefore there is no Georgie. It may just hmm. be a bunch of people instead of just one person. Yeah. Okay, so that's what the teaser trailer is. In the uh, episode of Here's Negan next week, we'll see the final teaser trailer.
3: Oh my God, I can't wait. That's what
2: they're saying. It's the next little teaser trailer for season 11. Okay. Speaking of Here's Negan, in one of the teaser trailers for the episode, they show Lucille laying in bed. I don't know if you caught this, Jamie. Okay. But she's wearing what looks to be a rock t-shirt or a concert shirt of an artist. Any idea who that artist on the t-shirt she's wearing, which takes place, I think, 12 years ago?
3: Tell me it's freaking beta.
2: It's Half Moon.
3: Oh, my God. So,
2: apparently, she and Negan were fans, or at least she was a fan, of Half Moon, according to the TV show. So, there's a mind-blowing Easter egg for you. Holy shit. There you go. As we joke on the Brooklyn Boys Boys podcast, you were today years old when you learned that. (laughs) By the way, one of my least favorite expressions. Sorry. Anyway, that was in in the trailer. I don't know if you caught that, but. Uh, there you go. Good
3: find. Yes,
2: Jamie. Speaking of, here's Negan and season eleven. There's the the whole Rick Grimes movies thing. Um, you have an update for us, right?
3: I do. So the movie will go into production. They say in spring of 2022. What? All, I know. What? a year from now. I know. I read that. I I read it three times. I'm like, oh my god, that's the right date. They said it's not set in stone, but I'm hoping it could be earlier or. If at the latest, spring 2022.
2: Okay, so we're talking about maybe seeing the movie by the end of 2022, which I I guess will. Maybe. Right, which is when The Walking Dead ends. So maybe they'll time it to when The Walking Dead ends.
3: Because we need our fix. Right, and
2: Norman and and the Carol and Daryl show is 2023. Yeah. So Michonne's got plenty of time if she's going to. I don't think she'll be in the first movie because the first movie's got to be about where Rick was the six years we haven't seen him.
3: Exactly. So
2: I don't think anyone shows up in those movies until at least the second one.
3: I, I'm very excited about these movies. But in an interview with ComicBook.com, Robert Kirkman talked about the differences we can expect between the series and the Rick Grime movie. So this is what he said. He goes, I think that the show is very much an ensemble story, and this is very much a Rick story. Okay. Okay. So I think being able to focus more on Rick as a character and do more with him is really cool. He goes, you know, when you do something like this, you have to make sure that it makes sense for it to be a movie. And then here's where he's a little sassy. He goes, I'm very excited for people to finally see it when it's released in 2032. 2032. I know he's joking, but he he knows I think in his head it's going to be a little bit before we see these movies.
2: I'm hoping that, I'm wondering what's going to come out first, like officially, like really come out. Black Widow or the Rick Grimes movies. And I, <laughs> I know Black Widow is, is scheduled for July of this year. I'm just joking. Like, yeah. like he was. Just these things keep getting pushed back. I know. And, and the Rick movies, I feel like, are not going to fit the timeline. And I feel like, are Daryl and Carol going to go to New Mexico to look for Rick? And they made a wrong turn. And then they have to turn back and go all the way back to the East Coast when they realize he's in Philadelphia.
3: So many questions.
2: <laughs> And then there's people who think that maybe the Commonwealth will go to war with the CRM at some point.
3: Oh, my God. Could you and, imagine? And that's
2: how they'll find Rick? You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> there's a new show on Amazon uh, called Invincible, which is a comic book, a cartoon, rather, based on Robert Kirkman's other big uh, comic book that started around the same time that The Walking Dead started. Now, there's been an exchange of Easter eggs officially. So, on The Walking Dead, Carl was wearing a shirt a few times that said The Science Dog. The Science Dog is a comic book in the comic book Invincible that the lead character Mark Grayson reads.
3: So, that was a little,
2: little Easter egg.
3: Yeah, whoa.
2: In Sam... In Sam's bedroom, Sam, don't make any noise. The walkers are going to eat you.
3: Oh, yeah. Cookies, Sam. Here's all the cookies.
2: Right. He played with Invincible uh, toys, little car- little characters of some of the uh, Invincible cartoon uh, characters. So ah. that was two Easter eggs. Okay? Now, in the TV show Invincible, the voices of many of the characters are the Walking Dead alumni. Steven Yeun is the voice Yay. of... Mark Grayson, love him. Kari Payton is in it. Ross Marquand, Marquand. Chad uh, Chad Coleman, yeah. Who is Tyrese? Michael Cudlitz, Abraham Ford plays a character called Red Rush. That seems to make sense. <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Lenny James voices a character. Seneca <gasps> Martin Green and Lauren Cohan all voice characters in Invincible, which, by the way, is getting nine out of ten um, review points on IMDb and everywhere else. So I need to watch this. People are really enjoying that. So in the premiere of Invincible, not a spoiler, I'm just giving you an Easter egg you can look for, Mark Grayson, again voiced by Steven Yun, beats the hell out of a bad guy. And at this point, he doesn't have a superhero name. So he says to himself, huh, I don't have a superhero name. What about Ass Kicker? No. What? That sounds willfully childish. What are you thinking? He says to himself. Now, you remember Little Ass Kicker was Judith. Oh,
3: I did. Little Judith.
2: Right. So, if you're into uh, watching the show, it airs Fridays on Amazon. That's when the new episodes come out. I like this. Obviously, it streams, so it'll be on any day you want to watch it. But the new episodes come out Friday. There you go. Enjoy. Uh, And look for other The Walking Dead Easter eggs. And if I'm not watching it, feel free to let us know if you see another Easter egg. I like it. Jamie, what else you got?
3: Well, Fear of the Walking Dead is coming back soon in Season 6. Will return one week earlier for AMC Plus and AMC Premiere subscribers.
2: That's oh, us. Oh, that's us. That's us. That's us. That's, that's us. us. Hey, so wait a minute! The- How come we timed that perfectly, but we can't <laughs> time okay. shut that shit down perfectly?
3: Because we plan it, and when we plan things, it falls apart.
2: <laughs> Clearly, yes. By the way, I don't know. If you, by the way, you edited your ending again. You cut off your recording again. You got to stop doing that. I did? Yes, because we were still talking, and then on the audio, your audio edit stops, and I'm still talking. So oh. I I leave all of that in because oh, it's no. hilarious. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's embarrassing. In fact, last week, I said, hey, don't stop recording. You're like, I won't, but you did. I'm so sorry, the, I, I want to apologize to our touchy. listeners. More Jamie Gold <laughs> is missing because, I'm so
3: sorry. because when
2: I said, so anyway, she turned it off, and I kept talking, <laughs> and I had to delete my part because she's not there. So, I, I, I will not touch even it. Even after warning her. And I don't mean warning. I was like, I asked nicely. I said, hey, yes. don't cut off the editing. Don't cut off the ending. And she's like, I won't. And then she did anyway. No I'm editing. i a spaz
3: sometimes. That's,
2: sometimes. You heard that, folks. Sometimes.
3: Yeah, sometimes. Uh, well, a lot.
2: A lot. Well,
3: anyway. Don't lie t- to
2: our new listeners.
3: <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, oh, Roger. Yeah, Roger, I'm a spaz a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I openly admit it.
2: By the way, Roger, if you haven't gone back and listened to uh, past episodes, she broke her ass once. (laughs) I don't know if we talked about that last week. Tore it. You tore your ass? I'm sorry. Right.
3: Dancing to a Bruno Mars song. Yes, that is true. And it took two almost two years of physical therapy. I am yeah. ashamed. All right, All right. <laughs> So anyway, for the Fear of the Walking Dead, The Door, which reunites Morgan Jones and John Dory, yep. will be released Sunday, April 4th, which is one week before the episode's TV premiere on April 11th. So we get an extra, like, kind of bonus episode. So the mid-season premiere was supposed to be the mid-season finale, But it was replaced with the episode before it in November due to filming delays caused by the pandemic. So now the episode The Door will launch a nine-episode half-season instead of eight episodes.
2: Okay, so that means the first episode back, April 4th for us, April 11th if you don't have it. Yes. Is going to be mid-season finale good. That's what they're saying. And that's the lineup, (laughs) which means the lineup was going to be the mid-season finale yes okay i'm I'm gonna just say this now I, nobody likes when characters die on the show i know a, if you like them but really uh nobody's dying on either show and on world beyond that's where i want people to die and not enough people are <laughs> dying on no another. one
3: dies on that show i
2: yeah i'm rooting for them all to die <laughs> i am rooting against all of the main characters all of them <laughs> the cheetah girls The Cheetah. yeah i can't take it uh, don't get me started with that show I don't. I don't know if there's anyone on that show I care about. I just want them to find Rick. Other than that, it could be a bloodbath. But nobody's dying on the walk. Who died on the Walking Dead in, in the in the Whisper of War? Just the girl from from Oceanside died in that the we finale. Don't know her name. Yeah, I forget her. Don't don't tweet us. You know what it is. Anyway, yeah, we'll call her Karen. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Cynthia, maybe. I, I mean, who cares? Oh, Cynthia sounds vaguely. That vaguely, her. yeah. Rosalie. I, I don't know. One of them. She's Rosalie. dead. Whatever. Who cares? She's dead. But other than that, like none of the none of our uh, the stars of the show are dying, and that's sort of what made the show interesting, is when they died. And I know they're really good at survival now, so odds are they're not going to die. They're better at it. Yeah. But you know, if someone on Fear's got to die. We don't we don't care that much about those people. Obviously well, no. not Alicia and Morgan.
3: They're, Morgan doesn't die.
2: And John, right? Morgan, I don't die. <laughs> you know, there's people we don't want to die, but I feel like you got to bring on new characters. And then, you know, not just kill the new characters, not just kill the red shirts. All right. And that's what they're doing. They're killing the red shirts. Speaking of red shirts, which reminds me of T-shirts, which reminds me of the Walking Dead T-shirts. It looks like we have almost enough people to possibly considering thinking about writing up a proposal to submit a suggestion for TV shirts. For, for, for the uh, T-shirts with the logo of our of our podcast.
3: This is exciting.
2: It's almost a concept as much as it is a theory at this point <laughs> or a hypothesis. But we're, we're getting closer.
3: We're getting there. Tweet us if you want to share. Right.
2: I, I guess, or we'll slip an Instagram DM at us because somebody did that who doesn't have Twitter. So I apologize if you're an uh, Instagrammer and not a tweeter. A Twitter Not a tweeter, Twitter. Okay. I told you, are you holding on to something? I told you, I told you I was going to mention Splinter last yes. week's episode. Okay. Yes. We talked about this episode last week. What episode am I talking about? Swear. Do you remember what episode Swear was from season seven? Mm,
3: refresh my memory.
2: Swear is the bottle episode with Heath and... Uh, oh, and Tara. And Tara. Okay. Oh. According to IMDb, registered users rated that as the lowest ever episode of The Walking Dead with a score of 5.6. Ooh. Now, if you're sitting there going... Is that out of 100? It could be. But no, it's out of 10. It's (laughs) out of 10. Okay? So that is no longer the lowest rated episode.
3: Shut the front door.
2: Hold on now. Splinter is currently at a 5.2. Oh. Which became the lowest rated episode of The Walking Dead. However, however, there's a new number one for... Lowest rated The Walking Dead episode ever. Beating Swear at 5.6. Beating Splinter at 5.2. What? That episode is this week's episode, Diverged.
3: Oh my God.
2: Or as I like to call it, The Rat Hunter. So, all right, I'm going to give you those numbers again, Jamie. and I want everyone else to play along. Okay. All right. Think about a number in your head. Scale of one to ten with decimal points to a tenth of a power. To a tenth, rather. Okay. Swear. Tara and Heath, 5.6. Okay. Splinter, 5.2. Okay. Jamie, what is the score, as of this podcast, of Diverged?
3: I'm going to have to say 4.7.
2: Oh, so close. Oh, what is it? 4.5. Oh man, I was so close. 1.1 lower than the Heath episode. Oh man. The Heath episode that nobody cared about Heath. This is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of agree. (laughs) Okay, so if you're an AMC Plus or an AMC Premiere subscriber, there is a making of documentary on the making of this season, the six episode mini season. It is fascinating. To watch them talk about the episodes, how they planned them, how they worked under uh, CDC guidelines, how they had to redo the way they shoot things, how they have to redo the way they fight walkers. If you notice when uh, we'll talk about it, but Daryl fought the walker, the military walker. Yes. You don't see them together in the same shot, really. You you see the walker on him. Then you see him. Then the walker, then him. Because they can't be up close with each other. Because when you see the walker, Daryl's wearing a face shield.
3: Yeah, you do. Yeah, they right? both
2: are. They both are. Can you still hear me?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Sorry, I, ca- I kicked the cable. I kicked,
3: kicking the cable. Kicking the cable.
2: Yeah. So it's really so. But the thing is, when you watch it, you get really pumped up for the six episodes, right? You and you feel bad because these all these people worked really hard. They did. They had to write them in such a way that they were. They tried to make them interesting yeah. with a limited cast. Remember, Daryl and Leah, and Carol, were three people in, in the in the episode. Yeah. And and Carol was never in the scene with Leah, so it was always two and two. In this think, week's episode, yeah. it was just Jerry and Carol, or Carol and Daryl, but Th- never the it. three of them. Nope. Right? Aaron and Father Gabriel did the show together, and then only added in, uh, uh what's his name? May- Robert Mays. Patrick. Right. Maze was only in the episodes mostly with Father Gabriel, and then only a little bit at the end with the three of them together. Yep. So uh, the, uh, the, I think the episode that had the most people in it was the Maggie episode, the first episode back.
3: Oh, for sure. In the woods, there was the most people.
2: And I, I'm wondering, did they, I, I think they they filmed that post-pandemic, right? But it, it almost yeah. looked like a, a pre-pandemic episode. So there there were multiple people in the scenes. I guess they kept the distance. We didn't realize. Or they were all tested or whatever. But after that episode, it really thinned out. And I think even with the, with the Here's Negan, you're going to see him with his wife. And then like one biker. Yeah. I think his name is Baxter from what I read. It's something like that. And so, again, even though like here's Negan should be this epic episode, I think it's going to be limited in terms of cast number.
3: Oh, man. It yeah. still looks great, though.
2: It does look great. So Diverged, I can't imagine a, an episode that's going to get a lower score than that.
3: Oh, that's bad.
2: Uh, okay, let's focus on one thing positive before we break down the episode. Uh Jamie, give me uh give me some Norman news that you already shared with me. So I'm excited to hear about it.
3: So I'm very excited. So the seven highest paid TV actors of twenty one twenty twenty one 2021 just came out. Yeah. And there's Am, seven I, on, am of, I on the list? Uh I am sorry, you're not. Oh, I'm ooh. not either. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh,
2: Oh, oh.
3: So there's seven people on the list. They are all women except for one person, which is my Norman. And he wrack, racks in $1 million per episode of The Walking Dead. Wow. I mean, he's up there with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Okay. I mean, this is big time. I have a question. Yes.
2: He gets a $1 million per episode he's in, right? He doesn't get an episode per epi- Like, he's not I, paid for for the whole season, right? I
3: would assume it's what he's in. Okay, so... And, if, and, and Sunday, he didn't have to do much.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking maybe he only got like 400,000 for Diverged. I, I mean, <laughs> He was half the star of the show. It's just, you know. Yeah. Come on.
3: There you go, I'm not um, going to say
2: he mailed it in because he did what they gave him.
3: Yeah, but he it wasn't looked cool. really in there much.
2: Oh, all right. Let's, um. excuse me, I burped. I'll have to edit that out. Oh, no worries. No worries. Okay, so let's talk about Diverged. Um, I'm going to play a, a a fun ID from someone uh, we got to record for us. And okay. we'll, we'll be right back after this.
3: Hey, guys. It's
0: Michael Cuddlitz from The Walking Dead. I play Abraham Ford. You are listening to Walker. What the fuck are you listening to? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. We're going
2: to use that We're going to use that. All right, here we go. Walkers and Talkers. David Brody and Jamie. Yep.
0: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California
1: is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paper Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So, why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
2: Okay. All right. So, let's talk about the episode. So, Jamie, if you were on IMDb, by the way, I am IMDb, that's me, I'm David <laughs> You if, are. If you, uh, if you <laughs> were okay, rating hilarious. it on a scale of 1 to 10... What would you give it, based on the fact it's averaging a four point five?
3: God forgive me. I think like a four point seven, four point eight.
2: Okay, so your guess was what you would have given when you Yeah, like 12, that
3: was pretty much what I was thinking. Uh, it was
2: okay. Uh, you know what? I like the show, and 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 I like Daryl and Carol better than I like Tara and Heath. But there was at least action in that, and walkers. Yes, that's and- exactly. There was was a tease of the oceanside community on the show. You know, like there was like the plot moved forward. This episode really had one thing, which we'll get into. One thing that I thought was really relevant to the future of the show or the past Mm -hmm. of the show, which which I promise I'll mention. But it didn't. It's sort of I don't know. People, people on Twitter either hated it and said you can skip it and not miss anything, except the one thing I'm going to point out. Or they loved it because it really, it was sort of um, a look into Carol's character and her mental well-being. And plus, you got to see Jerry hug somebody.
3: I did like it for that. I'm not, I didn't hate it, you know, because I love the show and the characters. But it was just, like you said, keyword action. There wasn't much action.
2: Right. And listen, you and I have both been hugged by Cooper Andrews.
3: Uh, let me tell you, it is something special. He
2: he is, uh, yeah. And he
3: feeds you Peach cobbler online. He
2: does. Listen, (laughs) if you're new to the podcast, we've had the the good fortune of interviewing a lot of members of the cast of of The Walking Dead. Uh, And really, nobody from Fear the Walking Dead except uh, Mips, my my pal Sebastian, uh, who was on the show and uh, may or may not have died in season four. May or may not have. Yeah. Now, we haven't interviewed Lenny James, right?
3: No, but I did get to meet him once and I almost started crying. Okay, so yeah. So as of now,
2: (laughs) to my recollection, we have not interviewed anyone from Fear the Walking Dead. Now, we did meet very briefly uh, the actor who plays Dwight, Austin Austin Emilio. Emilio. Yeah, but we we didn't we didn't get a picture with him because he was it was too much money was that it For some reason he I got a did I get a picture you I think have, I got a picture yeah you, you spent um, all your money but on, then on,
3: Jesus was right next to him and Jesus was a hugger and just just Jesus gave amazing hugs and he was so fun and he made me so, look tall yeah,
2: he was so tiny well, let's just so say surprised. he's not tall he's not yeah tall.
3: Tom Payne is um Tom Payne very handsome very nice yes and you hugger. can be
2: handsome and short I'm yeah. Just, pointing out just saying you know, just just what just saying <laughs> which I think is the you know I don't know what just saying has yes, to do you know given, <laughs> any different than, than sort of saying but you're yeah. just saying just saying yeah that's the case Tom, Tom, Tom Payne
3: <laughs> Tom Payne
2: so yeah Fear the Walking <laughs> Dead is not done right by us and I don't think there's anybody I want to talk to on, on, on the World Beyond uh, on World Beyond I don't, none of them oh
3: yeah we could skip that
2: I don't you're like oh you guys want to interview
3: <laughs>
2: I will say that Diverged was about as good as most episodes of World Beyond.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Agreed.
2: Uh, there's a few here and there this is the moment I don't want to get into that.
3: Show. There's some action.
2: We'll watch times, it, we'll break but... it down. Listen, I hope when Fear is over this season and World Beyond comes back and we do weekly breakdowns sort of we're gonna make them fun and funny. There's a lot of snappy banter.
3: Oh yeah, I, we hope sure.
2: that you will stick with us, even if you're not watching the show. Watch the show. We'll we'll make it fun.
3: Yeah, we watch it. You watch it. You know, we'll talk put about in, it. Put
2: in the 45 minutes without commercials, <laughs> and then listen to us for 45 minutes. You know, with a couple of commercials, and, and we'll we'll do it. We'll do our best. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Diverged. It started off with Daryl and Carol and Dog returning from their big fight last week. Yes. Uh, from the I mean last week, the last time we saw them. In season two, which yeah. interestingly enough, in the um, in the making of documentary, they filmed this episode before they filmed episode two.
3: I remember, yeah, they did say that uh, they filmed this one first. So
2: they they had to pretend they had a fight. I mean, they're acting. Oh so yeah, not, they did. <laughs> not a big deal, but they had they no they didn't film the fight scene yet, the argument scene. Although I'm not sure why they didn't film it all in the same week. But that being said, they did not film at the same time. So they barely talked to each other. Carol is having a problem opening up a can- is a canteen of water, right? Yeah, like a
3: yeah canteen.
2: Daryl gives her a Swiss Army knife, which she uses to open it up. She drinks from the water bottle, gives the water bottle back to Daryl, not the Swiss Army knife, by the way, which I thought was kind of hmm. weird. You wouldn't give him back his knife. Hmm. Normally, you would open up the bottle and immediately hand back the tool. You right? should, right? yeah. Before you take a apocalypse. drink. Here you yeah. go, thanks. She doesn't do that. <laughs> now, did you notice what Daryl did once he got the water canteen back? What did he do? He let dog drink out of it. Oh, yeah. He did
3: let dog drink out of it. They gave him water.
2: Which I thought was his way of sticking it to Carol. Like, here's your canteen back. I let my yeah. dog drink out of it.
3: Speaking of dog, really quick side note. Side um, note. Oh, yes. Real, major really quick, news. Major news, guys. So last week on T- Talking Dead, they you know how they always debut like their new like AMC Walking Dead products whatever? Yeah. They have a Pop Funko dog doll. He's number 891, just called Dog, and he, he looks like Little I love dog. that you
2: gave away the 891. That's <laughs> For all you collectors out there. For
3: all you collectors out there. Yep. Um, right,
2: right, I, right now, Marcus is sitting home going, what number was it? Tanya, eight, Tanya's going, what? please mention the number.
3: Marcus and Tanya is 891, Dog, and as soon as Chris pulled, held him up on TV, I ordered him, and he's sitting in front of me right now, and he's so tiny and cute.
2: All right. By the way, I'm going to sit just because uh, – because he's a new listener, I'm gonna go. Out, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that Mr. Mallet, Roger Mallet, already knew the number. He's like, I, I know it's 891.
3: <laughs> just, I'm just, just in case you never know, if someone wants to buy a dog.
2: Right. And six months from now, if the Reaper ever catches up, yeah, he's gonna go. Oh, yeah, I've had that oh, toy for six months. Yeah, now. that's right. <laughs> exactly. So just give a shout out to those people. So she she ends up holding on to the Swiss Army knife, which um was Leah's. Yeah. So uh we'll and Carol talk
3: Carol does not know that.
2: No, she doesn't. And I, I so I don't know if Daryl was cognizant of that because that's awkward. Like, oh, here's my ex girlfriend's pocket knife. Yeah, that is so uncomfortable. Now refresh my memory. When did Leah give him that pocket knife?
3: I think they were cutting fish up or they were doing something, and I think she gave it to him. And okay. I actually didn't realize it was her knife until talking dead.
2: Right. And, and look, I don't, we'll get to it later, but yeah. there's initials on it that are military, uh, a fr- oh, slogan. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and, okay, so I'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. He offers her a ride back to Alexandria on his bike, and she says, no, I'm good. I'm Ooh, good. Burn. And burn. she says, well, you're not coming back with us with me? And he says, no, I got stuff to do. But he was willing to drive her back to Alexandria, which I thought was nice. So then, um, nice. so then... Uh, he goes to say something, and she says, you don't need to apologize, really. I'm good. And oh, he Lord. says, I wasn't going to apologize. I was just going to wish you good luck.
3: Oh, that was cringe. That was yeah. uncomfortable. She's like,
2: oh, because I, I thought you were okay.
3: Uh, okay, never mind. I got to go. Bye. I, I do
2: <laughs> want to point out this this the vibe was like a Nora Ephron movie. Like you know, like you've got mail kind of thing from the nineties, like Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> you've got mail. Like it was, it's the whole, the whole like friendship romance thing. Like later on in the episode, when uh, I'll get to it later, but when they say goodbye to each other at the very end. Uh, okay, we'll talk about that when. Okay, we, I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> right, but it's it's getting to be not a Walking Dead show and more of a like, will they or won't they? Like, I a uh, little bit of that. Anyway, they come to a fork in the road, literally, and she's going to the right. He's going to the left, and dog follows Carol. <gasps> I I can't believe that. That's the
3: takeaway. Yeah. I'm like, and and Daryl got salty over that. He did not like. Yeah, that. he's like son of a bitch. He's like nice.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him for being upset. I'd be
3: I'd be like, hey, dog, come here. Maybe, I want
2: dog with me. Maybe the dog is loyal to the Swiss Army knife. Maybe he can smell it. How about that? Right. Maybe he just was like, oh, she has the Swiss Army knife. She's the boss. (laughs) Right. Reminds me of Leah. Maybe she was only with Daryl because he had the knife.
3: Could you imagine?
2: (laughs) I guess. I just said it.
3: (laughs) Yes, you did imagine. That's
2: me imagining it. All right. Carol walks up to Jerry, who's farming, and says she'd like to help with the fishery or whatever else. And he says, it's all done. You know, while you were out. No problem. I think they treat Carol like, you're special. We get it. You're old school part of the group. You're one of the leaders. You're the reason why people keep dying. And I don't think they expect her to be a laborer.
3: I get that vibe too. But he, I think he calls her dude. He's like, uh, we're a good dude. Hey, well, he dude, calls
2: everybody dude. Yeah. He's like, hey, dude. It's a dude?" <laughs> uh, but, so I, she's like, but I, I need to fix something.
3: I I, 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 I got to fix something. She needs to feel needed.
2: Right, and she needs to fix something cuz she can't fix herself. Uh-oh, that was me.
3: Uh-oh, oh, oh, that was oh, me. That was, yeah. that was
2: that was was me being philosophical.
3: <laughs> it's true though.
2: So then she tells the story about this the rock soup, which is an old old story. I don't know if you've ever heard it.
3: Oh yeah, the stone soup, yeah. The
2: stones, right, stone soup. And Jerry's like, okay, "Okay, great. Like I don't I don't care." Like, okay. I uh, was just saying hi. It's like when you say, "Hey, how you feeling?" and people will give you a whole story about how they're feeling. He doesn't really want to hear this st- He's like, no, Too I much. get it. get I, I, You know, I get like, you know. Right. Although um, the property brother uh, who was on Talking Dead had an interesting theory about the stone soup, which we'll get to later. So after that awkward, awkward scene, Daryl is riding his motorcycle in the woods somewhere and his bike seems to run out of gas. It just stops. Yes. Right? He sees that the ho- one of the hoses has a leak. Now, if you're a, a car owner or a motorcycle owner, you, you tend to check out your this, your car safety, but with a motorcycle especially, and you're a motorcycle rider and it's the apocalypse, and you're, you're Daryl. Yeah. You should probably check your hoses and everything before you go off on a, a mission into the woods. Check es- your hose. Especially when the, the bike wasn't starting easily from, from three episodes ago. Yes. So it's a little surprising he didn't notice that his hose was leaking down the side of his motorcycle. That seems weird to me. And I don't think it just started leaking then. Oh, but, no.
3: It had been happening.
2: Now, was that a fuel line? If you're a motorcycle enthusiast, let me just point out, I, I don't really want the answer. I, I'm just spitballing here. But whatever it was, when he replaces the hose, did any of us see him replace the fluid? In other words- That's what I was thinking. If it was gasoline, right? Let's say that was the gasoline hose, okay? Yeah. Did, did we see him get gas from anywhere? Because haven't we established 12, 13 years into the apocalypse, gas goes bad?
3: Gas goes bad. So
2: where is he continuing to find gas unless he went over to the fear set and got some of the oil? (laughs) That's true. But that's not refined, so you couldn't put it in your motorcycle. So I don't know where he's getting gas for his motorcycle. So I'm calling hose gas bullshit. (laughs) By the way, who hasn't had a little hose gas? I had a little this weekend. How about you, Jamie? Uh,
3: No, I did not have hose
2: gas. (laughs) Oh, what about when you broke your ass? Did you have that problem? Maybe. okay. (laughs) But like all episodes of The Walking Dead, if you're in some mode of transportation, something's going to go wrong. Car's going to get a flat tire. A tree is going to be in the way. You you know, something's going to happen.
3: Side impact bullshit. Side impact.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) By the way, I was watching John Wick 2 this weekend with my mom, who loves the action movies. Now, I haven't seen John Wick 1. And by the way, it's not called John Wick 1. Shame on me. (laughs) It's just John Wick. (laughs) The first John, I'm a stickler for that too. So I haven't seen John Wick, but I watched two because she said, Nah, yeah, you'll figure it out. And I did, but now I have to watch one and three.
3: That's a lot to figure out.
2: <laughs> However, there was reverse side impact bullshit in John Wick 2 at the beginning. What? You're like, what is reverse side impact bullshit? I'll tell you. So just a reminder or or, or some uh, uh, news for those of you just joining. Side impact bullshit is when someone's trying to get away, right? Or you yeah. want to capture somebody and then a car comes flying down a side street just at the perfect time to side impact a car. T-bones them. T-bones them, right. Now, there's there's absolutely no way you could fly down a street, a side street at full speed, and perfectly hit a car. It happened on um, Homeland that pissed me off because someone, a character on the show, I'm not going to spoil it, is just driving down a road. Just driving down a road. Which they wouldn't, it's not a road they drive down every day. And out of nowhere, a car flies down the side street and hits them. There's no way that happens. On The Walking Dead, was it um, somebody slammed into Negan's car or Rick's car? Yes, that
3: was the scene I was thinking. I think somebody, didn't Negan have a charger? Yeah, I think so. And somebody slammed into that. Right.
2: Again, you couldn't possibly time it at that kind of speed perfectly. But it's a TV show, um, you know. but you have to suspend disbelief. But we refer to it as side impact bullshit. Oh, and the episode with the truck with all the speakers on it? When Daryl ran the school bus into it?
3: Yes, I remember that episode There's no
2: way that happens. No way. Because he didn't know the truck was coming. (laughs) No, they didn't. So reverse side impact bullshit. There's a bad guy trying to get away from John Wick. John Wick goes around the block the guy's going down. So he goes, let's say like three blocks past the block he's going down. Okay. Makes a right and a right. So now he's on the main street, Right. The bad okay. guy is on the side street. He flies down the main street to where the when the bad guy comes flying out of the side street, he flies into the side of John Wick's car because John Wick wanted him to. It wasn't what? that the bad guy timed his driving to crash into John Wick. John Wick drove in front of him at full speed, timing out somehow the guy coming out of a side street that he should have gotten down faster then John Wick was able to go around the block, around the block, around the block. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> that's total reverse. Total reverse side impact bullshit. What does that <laughs> do with The Walking Dead? Really not a lot. Really not a lot. <laughs> but that's the beauty of uh, what we do yeah. here. Yeah. That's it. And by the way, if you this like that kind noticed. of thing, that is what an hour and a half of the Brooklyn Boys podcast is every week. Every Not side impact bullshit. Just me, you know, going off on tangents and scary going. Oh, okay. Oh, slow down, Brody. <laughs> at some point scary has to side impact me to stop me okay so we're watching Carol making soup and she's using the Swiss army knife by the way she finds like 15 things to do with the Swiss army knife because she has it so it's like oh really handy
3: yeah she's she's like I like this thing
2: and throughout the episode well we'll get to Daryl we'll get to Daryl so she's making soup dog starts wrecking the house knocking everything over he was a bad dog right he's never
3: been a bad dog
2: now, at first, I thought he was just being a dick. But he was upset because he hurt a rat. Yeah. So she builds a. Uh, Carol builds a rat trap. Now, it, it was like a one of those montage scenes, like Rocky training for the big fight.
3: She was like freaking MacGyver building this thing. Yeah, it
2: was like. Yeah. it was like. Da, 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 da. It was like eight, the old show, the A team, when they're like, they're building. It was like every show where they're they're building something for the big fight. They're building. A contraption, a catapult. They're, so it's you're thinking like you know, like you see like parts being handed from one person to another, and welding, right, and like hammering, like a big montage scene. Except she's putting together a cardboard rat trap out of a <laughs> with, box
3: with strings, right?
2: And, and, and you know, like, bum, 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 bum. there's no like, <laughs> there's nothing powerful happening. People aren't struggling to carry stuff. None of that. Just hard building a cardboard box, and it, it's for a montage scene, are you oh kidding man. me? Are you kidding me? Besides, as bad as the episode was, just show me show it in real time. What else you got I, to show me? Nothing.
3: Nothing. You got nothing. Show
2: me her cutting cardboard with the with the Swiss Army knife. <laughs> that coincidentally, by the way, Swiss Army knife bullshit. That she had it, so she builds the box. Okay, she decides to go uh, look for ingredients for her soup. Okay. Yep. So she goes into the field with her little red bucket, which, by the way, uh, Easter egg. Oh, yes. In the first episode of the, uh, one of the first episodes of The Walking Dead in season one, Amy brings back fish in the same little red bucket. I love it. So uh, a little bit of a nod to the first season.
3: And then she dies. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. Amy's she dead. died in the first Amy's
2: season. Amy's dead. Amy's dead. <laughs> so she sees a, wa- now again, there's a walker out of nowhere. Then all of a sudden, there's 20 walkers. There's a lot of walkers. I was like, what? What happened? But they're What's all nicely on? spaced out.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're COVID, all socially you know. distancing the <laughs> they, walkers. They're socially distanced walkers. They're all six
2: feet away from each other. <laughs> also, by the way, in the documentary, they show you how Nick, uh, Greg Nicotero redesigned the way walker makeup is applied, where it's only 45 minutes now instead of an hour and a half. Wow. It's really cool. Watch the documentary. I'm sure it's available somewhere. Okay. okay. So these socially distanced walkers. So Kara looks at them. She's like, I'm going to kill all of you now. She could have walked away. She kills them all one at a time. Puts everything down, takes out her knife. And she's like, fuck, I'm going to kill all these people. <laughs> she did. All the walkers who used to be people. Sorry. That was the height of the action. But guess what? Because it's this episode, they don't show it. They show one no, kill. They,
3: yeah. And then they show her
2: covered in blood.
3: And that was it. And she's just covered you like a You could me some Express. action. I know, nothing.
2: You know why? Because they don't want to show them killing walkers up close because the walkers will spit on her. Uh, But why couldn't they be wearing mouth guards under their, you know, and nose guards? I guess they could be. They could wear a mask under the mask. And not like chin diapers, like really on your face. Chin diapers. That's when when people wear the mask on their chin. Yes. And they think they're doing somebody a favor. Uh,
3: They're not. Or they have
2: like sort of covering their mouth, but not their nose. That doesn't count. All right. I agree with you. I know you do. That's why I let they're, you do the podcast with me. hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Daryl finds an old abandoned car, and he's looking under the engine for hoses for his motorcycle. No luck. Then he finds a truck. No luck. Then he finds a car with a walker in it. Has he found, like, a car graveyard? That, that, you know what? I thought, I was like, oh, shit, there's a car, and there's
3: a car, and there's a car. I'm like, where are all these cars coming from? There's
2: been no vehicles in the area. They haven't shown a vehicle... In a while. And they've been in this
3: area for a long time. Right. And all of a sudden, they're all sitting here.
2: Right. So there's a walker in the car, and the car just happens to be on the ledge of a cliff.
3: Of course it does.
2: He's not in the other cars. He's in the one on the cliff.
3: Uh, he, that's where he has to be. We know this. <laughs>
2: so uh, so, Nor- so Daryl goes under the, uh, under the car to get the hose, and the walker is looking around for him because he just saw him. He, can't, he doesn't see him. So he's looking around in the car from side to side for, for where Daryl could be. And as he moves to one side, the car is tilting like it's going to go over the cliff. My so Daryl kicks the car on the side, on the, on the non-cliff side, to get him to come to that side. I thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, it was smart. Except why would you climb under a car that you can't go out the other side? In other words, if a walker was coming from where his feet are, he wouldn't be able to go the other way to get away from it. He'd be stuck he'd be stuck. That doesn't seem like a smart move to me. At the very least, you could have pushed the car over the cliff and then he walked down. you needed that hose. And get, yeah, but you could have put, gotten the hose later. <laughs> Push it off the cliff. And besides, you just found three cars. You'll find more. Yeah, exactly. They're, they seem to be everywhere in this episode. The other thing is, and, and again, this is one of those things where you go, there's an actor playing the walker, so you have to expect that. It just didn't sit right with me. No pun intended for what I'm going to say. Okay. At some point, the walker was in the front seat, right?
3: Yeah, then he crawled to the back seat. He
2: crawled to the back seat like a normal zombie would. But go back and watch the episode. When he's in the back seat and he wants to climb to the front seat, he puts a hand on each uh, of the seats... Like you would if you were like what? if you if wanted you to human? talk right if you wanted to talk to the people in the front seat you'd put what? your left hand on the driver's seat and your right hand on the passenger oh, seat oh no sir, and pull he, your front you, you, right you'd pull your front he doesn't like crawl like on his elbows into the front he seat. he
3: should just face plant into the back seat right he's well he not he, he alive
2: did, he did face plant <laughs> into the front into the back seat but yeah. when he wants to go back to the front back hmm. to the front that's Metallica back to the front um, <laughs> uh, when he wants to go to the front seat. He does the two handed thing on the on the backs, the seat backs, hmm. and it looks so human.
3: Oh, no, I don't like that.
2: Someone should have noticed that other than you know, David Brody, your friendly neighborhood bullshit spotter.
3: <laughs> your friendly neighborhood. <laughs> right. Well, I'm
2: friendly and I live in the neighborhood. <laughs> OK, so he he gets the, the hose. Well, OK, there's your excitement. Carol comes back to Alexandria. She's covered in blood. He says, you OK? She says, yep, Absolutely. Like, you know, that's normal. She's so not okay. (laughs) At that point, though, because Jerry references it later in the episode, at that point, she's covered in blood, and Daryl's not there. Wouldn't Jerry say something like,
3: hey, where's Daryl? You know what? I was kind of waiting for him to say, hey, where's Daryl at? But he doesn't. Then he he never did.
2: I feel like Jerry read the script. I feel like (laughs) Jerry knew If you looked around, by the way, I know you want to have limited cast members, but there were no extras walking around.
3: No, none. Couldn't
2: you have some of the people on the crew walk around in the background, sweeping the street in the distance, like just make it look like there's more people there. Otherwise, it looks like Carol and Jerry, the only people in Alexandria when everyone's supposed to be fixing stuff. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't you have someone like 100 feet away fixing something?
3: It, just in the distance, background. And
2: why is Carol the first one to fix a solar panel? That seems like a priority fix. You would think so. And they were just letting it sit there. And I'm
3: like, well, that's weird.
2: Okay. Daryl gets back to his, his motorcycle. And he's looking for his Swiss Army knife to fix the hose. And he realizes he gave it to Carol. He has a little flashback. He gave it to Carol. In he case had like we, a
3: damn it look on his face. We, in
2: case we didn't remember. Isn't it a little bit of bullshit that the one day he needs a Swiss Army knife? He doesn't have it and more mm-hmm. importantly before he met leah did he not have a knife on him now he, t- he takes out his big knife he
3: has that big one in but his he pocket. can't
2: use it as a screwdriver no he needs a swiss army knife or in this case an american army knife because clearly she was in some form of service i know that's not why they call him swiss army knife so please don't. yeah okay anyway carol goes back to her house after she fixes the solar panel and it automatically has electricity the solar panel, that one panel she fixed, had absorbed enough electricity into the battery to light her house. And you have to think, did she was that just the one panel for her house?
3: I, I don't know. I got the vibe that it may have been the whole community, but she at that moment, I guess, tested it out.
2: And had enough power to light her whole house.
3: Nope. Well, at least the kitchen.
2: <laughs> I'm calling solar panel bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay. So at this point, uh, at least in the streaming, I'm assuming it was the same on television when you came back from commercial, yeah. you get the warning about extreme violence. Not suitable for all children. So I'm thinking, we're going to see some action now. But <laughs> we're going to see some violence and some action. Yeah. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. Okay. Daryl is in the woods and he's on the railroad tracks. By the way, they, they said in the documentary I watched that they never left the set of The Walking Dead. So the two acres that they own were the only two acres they filmed all six episodes on. Wow. So the storefront that uh, Father Gabriel and Aaron uh, try to get into was a previously used storefront. Hmm. And Makes the ra- sense. And the railroad tracks are the same friggin' railroad tracks every time they show railroad tracks.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Like when Tyrese
2: yeah. was with the baby. And, oh, and, wow. Right? Like, it's the same railroad tracks they keep showing. That scene was probably the exact same spot of the Tyrese railroad track scene, right? Probably, You know, not the same part of the tracks where um, Dr. Denise gets shot in the eye. Spoiler, Dr. Denise is dead. She's dead. So he's by the railroad tracks, which apparently lead uh, to getting home. But as we know, you're not supposed to stay on the tracks because then you could get picked off by bad people who are waiting by the railroad tracks.
3: That's what I thought, man. I'm like, get off the side of the road. Go, good. Right. He was and, like right in open field. Now,
2: I know he wants to take the shortest path pushing the bicycle, the motorcycle. Yeah. Right? But why would you go on the tracks? Because your motorcycle's going to go.
3: And call attention to everybody and everything.
2: Right. So this is where the bullshit gets thicker. He uses his binoculars. And he sees something that catches his interest. So he walks. Somehow he walks through the walkers. To the point where he's now leading them away. They're following him. He's limping, but he's walking faster than they are. Wait, can I Oh,
3: this I had a question. Yeah. He wasn't limping. What happened that all of a sudden he was limping real
2: bad? Well, I guess he 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 sort of hurt twisted his ankle maybe when he fell in the pit. Oh, cuz we didn't really see that. But I, it looked like he was limping a little before he fell in the pit, and then he was definitely limping after the pit.
3: Anyway, limping quite bad. Yeah. Right.
2: So he's walking quickly, so the walkers are behind him. He's walking faster than they are. So he gets a bit of a lead. Okay. He, he seems to be interested in one Walker who's on the other side of a pit. When that Walker sees Daryl, he walks towards the pit, falls into the pit onto a tree and yes. gets caught on the tree. Oh, yeah. Daryl slides into the pit, which is unlike Daryl. Oh, I know why. He stepped on a branch, which got everyone's attention. Oh,
3: crunch. And everybody looks.
2: Daryl would never do that. No, he's a a tracker. So he slides into the pit and he happens to kick a twig that releases the walker from the tree. (laughs) Also, very unlike him. Yeah. The walker that he kills happens to be a soldier, which is probably what he saw in his binoculars, which is why he wanted to go towards this walker. The walker is covered in supply bags, like storage bags, um, uh, convenient. On, convenient, yes. Uh army soldier convenience bullshit. <laughs> he finds a screwdriver type tool in the guy's bag. Which he, convenient bullshit. And food. And food, right? Okay. Um, in and and he doesn't get to uh get everything out once he kills him because the other walkers start falling into the pit.
3: Oh, yeah, they were coming down hard. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. He goes back to his motorcycle to repair it. And another walker, with, with his legs blown off, is crawling towards Daryl, right? Yep. That walker is also an army, uh, some kind of military personnel, right?
3: Yes. Okay. Uh, convenience.
2: Convenience. With more supplies on him. If both walkers had legs, I would say to you, how are two army walkers in the same area? Wouldn't they have, like, wandered off in the course of 12 years? Even uh, if they, you would
3: think so. Even
2: if they died recently, the odds are they wouldn't be in the same area. However, this walker has no legs. Which means he's been crawling around that area, not making a lot of progress. He can't get any. Even if he just lost his legs. The other walker would have walked away at some point. You would think so. Well, you would think so. So that made me very suspicious. That gets talked about on *Talking Dead*. When we we recap that in a few minutes, uh, it will get referenced because people on the show also noticed that. So if you guys noticed it, then we're on we're on team bullshit, uh, <laughs> you know, army soldier bullshit. And again, if they were not the army, I apologize. I'm just saying there was some form of military. So yes. sorry about that. Okay. Back to Carol. She's still making soup. The rat goes in the trap. For some reason. Now, she lifts the box up. What an idiot. I thought I literally screamed. What are you doing? You have to slide cardboard under it. Or when you built the trap, there should have been a bottom. So you can take it out like a cake under a dome. or slide it out the garage door. Right. You don't open the... What did you think was going to happen? The rat's going to go, you caught me. Hands up. <laughs> uh,
3: you, uh, you got me. I- I'm actually
2: the rat from Ratatouille. Let me help you make your soup. Ratatouille. <laughs> At any point, did you think the rat was going to end up in the soup? Uh, several times. Right. Yeah. Okay. So for the next few minutes, it becomes a Carol trying to catch the rat episode.
3: Yeah. All, all through the kitchen under cabinets.
2: Right. All she had to do was reset the trap. It's going to go back in the trap.
3: What'd she bait it with? Like, food? Did she oh, have I know. Lettuce? Or snacks?
2: <laughs> whatever. Something. Just do it again. The rattle. The rat's not thinking, that's a trap. Just put the trap back. No. She's going to go chasing for it. She chases it into a hole in the wall. Okay. So the rat's gone for now. Now, we've already seen in the trailer, thanks, trailer guy, last week, we've seen her cutting the wall up with what? With what? The Swiss Army knife.
3: Oh, man. She she can't stop using that thing. My God.
2: It's good for everything. Good thing she did. <laughs> she had a bottle of wine. She could have used the corkscrew. Open up the bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carol does a scene with Dog where she's wondering if she should just leave and get out of everybody's hair for good. Uh, she's talking to dogs. The dog is the foil for her to like talk out loud.
3: Oh, dog. So we can
2: hear poor Carol lamenting her life.
3: Loyal dog.
2: Dog clearly misses him and she says, I miss him too. I know. Miss him too. Then sleep with him. And I'm not saying sex is the the mean all, the be all end all to a relationship. Don't tweet me. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's been 12 years. If you like the guy, stop fighting with him. You're getting a yeah. spinoff with the guy. Yeah. So Daryl's still working on his motorcycle. It's nighttime. He fixes the motorcycle, and he's heading home. So at some point tomorrow, he's going to show up. Okay. The dog wakes Carol up. He hears the rat. She hears the rat in the wall. Lucky for her, by the way. I'm calling sheetrock bullshit. Now, when you paint sheetrock, it becomes hard like a wall. Yeah. But I don't know how it works. I'll Google it at some point. But when when sheetrock is unpainted, it's you can punch your way through it. You can cut through it. You, yeah, you can't really cut through a wall once it's painted, which it, makes yeah. it amazing. I've always wondered that. I'm going to look it up. You don't need to tweet me. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Look it up. So she starts cutting holes in the wall to try to find the rat. Now, if if you've ever seen a wall with no sheetrock, which you do, once she takes all the sheetrock down, for the most part, it's vertical beams. Just steel beams. Steel, well, wooden beams or wooden, yeah, yeah. Unless the rat climbs up wood. Vertically, it's probably going to be at the bottom of the wall.
3: That's right. You would think it would
2: be. And if the if the if the studs are in the wall, the studs are there to the right to the base. Then the rat can't go anywhere except the little section where the hole is. To the stud blocking him. Yep. Right, unless he ate through one of the studs, which I don't think the rat's going to do. I don't think he's going to do that. Now she stuffed up the hole. But she didn't put poison in the hole. All she had to do was, okay, all she had to do was take the, the scarf out of the hole and the rat would have come back out of the hole. But instead, she starts cutting holes at eye level. The rat is not six feet in the air.
3: Thank you. That's what I thought. I'm like, what is she doing? This is at eye level right here. Right.
2: How is she going to catch the rat? Now, if she wanted to cut a hole so she could see, like, okay, is the rat between two of the uh, the beams? And she could stick a broom down and kill it if that's what she wanted to do. But what was the point? So she starts pulling the wall apart. She throws the rack down. Now her only mission in life to be a successful human being is to rip the wall apart, which she pretty much does. She does. The dog was looking at her like she's an idiot. The dog's <laughs> thinking, the rat's not at eye level. The rat's on the ground. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. All right. So, so I'm think- at this point, I'm thinking, boy, they ran out of ideas for episodes. And this wasn't the last episode filmed.
3: No, it wasn't.
2: It was one of the first. <laughs> That's I, sad. I, I, and somebody took credit for writing this episode. <laughs> they, they were on Talking Dead. Bragging they about were. The- they were. Okay, next day, Jerry comes by to check on her. Even though he didn't come by the day she was covered in blood. he And by the way, nobody else comes by because no one else is there. The town is empty. That, right? A day later, nobody is back. So weird. He sees the wall is destroyed and, and she says, I'm fixing it. She tells him that yesterday was a terrible day, one of her worst. And Jerry says, Ezekiel has a saying for everything. He says, a friend is someone who thinks you're perfect, even if everyone else thinks you're broken. Which is a great saying. Aww. She says, I didn't even tell you why I had a bad day yesterday. And he says, I noticed Daryl didn't come back with you. But you didn't ask how Daryl was. <laughs> nor did you ask Where if, is Daryl? Nor did you ask if Daryl was ever coming back. How, nobody Nobody. N- y- nobody. You would think- Nobody in the in the entire town, all the survivors, Maggie, anybody, nobody thought to say, "Hey, um, this Daryl." Is, is he still alive? <laughs> right. Is he is he out hunting? What's he doing? Where's he? When's he come back? Does he need help? Why are you covered in blood?
3: <laughs> Whose blood is that? So
2: she says, "What if you're actually broke and your friends are the last ones to realize it?" And he says, "I I don't have an expression for that." And he just gives her a hug. I'm like you gotta love Jerry. You gotta love Jerry.
3: Jerry is. So At sweet. that point,
2: the rat runs out, and, and of course the rat. The rat runs out then. You're like, wah, wah. So Jerry leaves. Daryl rolls into town on his motorcycle. And of course, there's no one else there when he rolls up. Nobody sees him. Who opened the gate for him? Jerry?
3: Who waved? Who let him
2: in? Right. You know. Right. Dog goes running over to him. Uh, Daryl is a mess. And she says, what the hell happened to you? Now, I don't remember Daryl being cleaned up when she left him. Was, I mean, he kind of always looks like that. And he says, I was going to ask you the same thing. Now, keep in mind, that's after she took the blood off of herself. I know. The day later. She
3: didn't she did look a little rough, though. The hair, she, the, her clothes. She hadn't
2: changed her clothes since the day before, but she did get the no. blood off her face. Yes, she did. Anyway, so they both are like, yeah, the usual. They engage in small talk. She says, oh, I forgot to give you back the Swiss Army knife. He says, keep it. Now, Awkward. on Talking Dead, they, they thought that was his way of letting go of Leah. Yeah. Like, right, but you don't get rid of Leah by giving the knife to your new your new girly friend.
3: Yeah, who now you're gonna see her use it all the time, and it may trigger him.
2: Right. Now Daryl walks over to the gate. He has a gate where he lives, I guess, behind the gate. Yeah. And he looks back for a second, like he did with Leah. When Leah looked back, and he looked back, oh, and they they hooked up.
3: They, they kept going. He
2: looked back, and Carol wasn't there. She it didn't like go. Oh, one more yeah. thing, or like try to make conversation. Carol went into the garage. She closed the door like no big deal. She did close that door pretty fast. <laughs> so I'm thinking Daryl may have a soft spot for her, which is why his frustration is is coming out. And I don't think she's I don't think she's there. I think she's too effed up to have a relationship.
3: She is. She's too she's a hot mess express right now, especially she is. this episode.
2: Right. So there you go. All right. Uh, we've referenced Talking Dead a whole lot. I gotta say, Talking Dead was better than the episode. <laughs> I, got a lot, I got a lot more out of *Talking Dead*, so let's uh, let's recap *Talking Dead* right after this.
0: Hey, this is Cooper Andrews, Jerry from *The Walking
1: Dead*, and you are listening to *Walkers and Talkers* with David
0: Brody
2: and Jamie.
0: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood
3: forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
0: Wait! Did we just invent California?
1: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
2: All right, Jamie, let's let's talk Talking Dead. Melissa McBride, Cooper Andrews, writer David Boyd, and uh, Property Brothers twin Drew Scott. So... They did show an in memoriam this time, which was yes. good. Because last week, nobody died. Nothing died. I'm
3: glad to have this back.
2: Glad to have it back. Uh, Carol and Daryl. Uh, oh, oh, in in memoriam, it says, Carol and Daryl have hit a wall. Hopefully, they straighten things out before the spinoff. That would be awkward. I thought that was that hilarious. Was
3: funny. <laughs> that was funny. <'Cause> I laughed. <laughs>
2: we're all thinking that. They're not going to die, and they're not going to stay angry at each other. No,
3: because you can't have a spinoff if you if you're die or you're angry.
2: Which also leads me again to a point I think I brought up in an earlier episode. If they're going to leave together, Connie has to die, right? Oh. Because he he's mentally sort of laying the groundwork for a relationship with Connie. Or he's going to have to
3: let her go, too.
2: Right. So I'm just putting that out there. Anyway, Interesting. Uh, Drew Scott made a similar observation about Daryl not turning back. But uh, And how it was like the Leah situation, except he said it was the way he didn't go back to her right away. In other words, Daryl didn't look back fast enough to find Leah, and he looked back now for Carol. Where I took it as, Carol blew him off. I was looking at more of a Carol thing.
3: That's kind of how I was looking at it. Like, Carol's like, okay, bye. Right. Because she offered him soup. He's like, no, no. Yeah.
2: Now, Cooper Andrews seemed to have analyzed every scene beautifully. Where Chris Hardwick was said to him, you know, you should just be on every episode. You break down the episodes. <laughs> he did good, and to the point where the writer was like giving him thumbs up, going, "Yes, that's what I meant." So he explains <laughs> the stone soup thing, in that Carol has a master plan, but we don't see all the ingredients going in. We we know that she wanted to kill Alpha, but we didn't know that that um, she was going to release Negan. Uh, you know that, that she has these little little ingredients that she throws together to make stone soup. We only see the stone. You so thought it was yep. interesting.
3: I, th- I did too.
2: Yes. The writer, David, said that uh, he mentioned the Red Bucket and Amy. He said that was a, an Easter egg. Uh, Drew Scott says, I'm, I'm wondering why there were two military men in the woods in the same area, like I said earlier. He says, I wonder if there's a military base in the area that they, the survivors aren't aware of. And David, the writer, put two thumbs up. He mm-hmm. wouldn't say anything, but he gave two thumbs up. He did. So now I'm like, well, I don't understand. They and the Whisperers explored the area. Now, I know that he and Carol were going off in a a direction looking for food, but how far could they have gotten? And where did Daryl go on his motorcycle when it was working that he came up possibly near a military base, right? Yeah. Now, since we know that um, the actress who plays Leah posted on her uh, uh instagram a picture of herself with a uh, some kind of military tattoo on her arm yeah she may be part of that military group and that ah. may be where she went that she disappeared maybe she went back to them maybe she was awol right absent without look leave for them. Yeah. Do you know that you know what awol stands for right Forget. absent without leave in other words oh yeah you, you weren't supposed to do that
3: you were not you're not allowed. so did
2: they come it. and capture her and take her back right like that's maybe where she got the weapon from she's a military type that's how she was able to subdue uh, daryl also uh on the army knife the fs on the army knife stands for F- Fortitudo salutis Ooh, it's fortitude salute to fortitude maybe Anyway, I knew what it was. I looked it up. Now I forget. But it's it a, military a military term. Expression. So she's obviously military. And she may have something to do with those soldiers. Back,
3: so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. With mm-hmm. the army knife and all that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. There you go. Uh, Drew said he was worried about uh, Norman Reedus being under the car filming that scene. And uh, Chris Hardwick says, he's not going to die. He's got a off. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> he did.
2: Which is what, we, you know, uh, we've all said. Anyway, they He's had a going anywhere. I, I want your opinion on the zoomed in listener and listener question. Okay. Do you remember the question? I,
3: I forget what oh oh what, no what was the question again?
2: Okay. They have an opportunity to ask anyone on the planet on the show, come on the show and ask a question. They can then preview the questions. It isn't like they're surprising them and randomly. And they- they do so. preview the questions, right? So the question was: In real life, the oh, does the dog? Yes. The dog's name is Seven, by the way. Yes. Does dog like Norman or Melissa better?
3: That you're right. That was the question. Okay.
2: Who the hell cares? <laughs> Who the hell approved that question? And more importantly, how bad were the questions? That, that the, that's the one that won, right? <laughs> I'm gonna give that question 4.5 on IMDb.
3: (laughs) I did think what a waste of a question.
2: Instead of asking like how they filmed certain scenes during the pandemic, now look, maybe she didn't see the episode, right? Maybe because because the episode they filmed Talking Dead in advance, so she's got to ask a generic question. But maybe ask something about like, did you know in the documentary that some of the cast and crew were living? In the homes on the main street of Alexandria.
3: Yes, very cool.
2: Right, that's a question. Hey, where's everybody living? Yeah,
3: what was it like in there? Who did right. Who was your roommate?
2: Right. Did everyone get tested? Right. Well, what's the protocol? Give me something that you're interested in. Right. Were you quarantined from your family to film the episodes? Yeah. Give something. me something. Ask about the upcoming filming. Like, is is it, is it is it still pandemic conditions on the set? Are you still having a problem filming? Because season eleven you would imagine every episode is in two people. So how are they filming? Are they so good at, at uh, a pandemic filming? They got better at it and that they're all testing and, you know, wearing masks between shots. Uh, I would want to know that. Like, what's the filming like? No. Who does dog like better? Are you that much of a loser? <laughs> are you that much of a loser that you're like, you're fangirling the dog. Like, Oh my God, Nick Jonas. Like who are your inspirations? <laughs> Like God. what's your favorite color? I gotta you're not know. Much
3: of a loser. I gotta know the favorite colors
2: of everyone in BTS. <laughs> That's
3: can't... important to some people.
2: If you're eleven, this is a grown woman. Why does it move anyone's life along? To know, and then and then Carol's like, I think he likes Norman better, and the and David, the writer's pointing at Carol, pointing at Melissa, like like, he likes you better, Melissa, yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know, maybe he likes you know this person, and he's like, no, it's you, Carol, Uh, you know Melissa, and she's like, so there was like way too much time debating who the who the fuck it it got
3: awkward. It was like no, it's a dog. Okay, it's me. It's
2: not a person. (laughs) It's a dog. Yeah. Who cares who the dog likes? Whoever smells more like roast beef. Who had treats. That's what Melissa says.
3: She's like, well, I don't always have treats, so.
2: (laughs) So I'm giving a a 4.5 to the girl who asked a big moment. Spotlight on you.
3: Your big moment. To move
2: the world of The Walking Dead along. And you, I have a question. (laughs) You think maybe they gave her the question? I'm going to, oh, you know what that reminds me of? What? So I went to a taping of a TV show called That Metal Show. Okay. Okay. It was a, a, a show hosted by Eddie Trunk and a couple other guys. It was on VH1, and it was all about 80s metal. They, had, they would interview people who were 80s musicians like, you know, the Slayer and Def Leppard and Metallica and Anthrax and, 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 and Warrant and Poison. And bands from that era were on that show. And when you were waiting online, they would give you a piece of paper, a little que- like a postcard, and you'd fill out questions you wanted to ask. Okay. Okay. And then what they would do is either they would take some of those questions, right, and may or may not use them. They would make you think they were using them. I don't know. And then pick random people they wanted, give them a card with the question on it, and they would ask the question as if it was their question. But it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't your own question. So people would stand up and go, yeah, so on the third, and they would look down at the card on the third album. Oh
3: my God.
2: And you're like, that person does not care one bit about that. Aunt.
3: Oh, that's awkward. They
2: would stage the questions. At least that was the impression I got because the one guy was like, was that your question? He's like, no, dude, they handed me the question. I'm like, oh, okay. So did they give her that question? Did they like put her on and say, Hey, could you, like, did they do that on the show? That's when they're low in hanging studio?
3: fruit if that's what The Walking Dead came up yeah, with. Yeah.
2: Hey, can you ask about, yeah, I'll do that. No, she hasn't. That's easy. A, they probably like listen, if you don't tell anybody that we told you to do that, we'll give you prizes. <laughs> Cuz they gave her the prizes. They I'm did like, give her the prizes. And like they gave you prizes for that bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. She
3: got a she got a dog, so you know.
2: Right. All right. Uh writer Nicole Morante Matthews wasn't on the show but they they listed her in in the in the Talking Dead information section. Yeah. But, uh, what do they call that? Um the credits? No, no, the, on on Talking Dead. Inside the Dead.
3: Oh, oh, yeah.
2: They said that uh, her military, that, that the, um, the uh, Swiss Army knife is a tease for Leah's military past. So there you go. They gave us a scene from Here's Negan where he's in the field digging up something and it's Lucille. So he must have been told, or he was told at some point, the bat was where he dropped it, which is where he had to fight with Nick and Nick cut his, um, Nick, Rick cut his throat.
3: It was pretty buried.
2: Right. So I, I guess they buried it there, rather than destroy it. They should have. Yeah. They should have. They should have destroyed it.
3: Because yeah, that's the well, bat yeah. that
2: killed Glenn. Spoiler: Oof. Glenn's dead. And if he yeah, brings that, rough. if he brings that bat back to Alexandria, oh, how shit. awful is that going to be?
3: That that would be so sick if that's what he does. I hope he doesn't, because he had some smirk on his face when he found it. Right.
2: Uh, they show a flashback to twelve years ago. He's tied up in a chair with a hood on his head. The um, the hood is removed and uh, the biker guy, Bixby, Baxter, whatever his name is, <laughs> um, removes the hood and Negan's got a bloody mouth and he's begging him. He says, you got to let me go. You got to let me go. Now, in previous trailers, we've seen Negan with a bat walk into the same bar and the, the other guy is tied to the chair. And he says, you said I talk a lot. You're not going to like when I stop talking. So it must have been at some point the roles were reversed. Yeah. And he talked a lot and the guy told him he to talks too much and he punched him in the mouth or something. Obviously he gets out of the chair and he gets away and obviously he comes back and they have the guy tied up. This guy's in a biker gang. Now my guess yeah. is because of the pandemic you don't see the whole biker gang.
3: Uh just one one member.
2: And <laughs> and the the bike gang he's in says Ohio on the back.
3: Hmm.
2: Now, it could be Ohio the state or it could be uh there's other Ohio's. Um, there might, I think there's a, maybe there's a, an Ohio uh, somewhere in the south I don't know but anyway he says he's in the Ohio biker gang so does that mean Negan and his wife at some point were from Ohio I don't know I'll look it up Um, but he's from Ohio, at least in that scene the, the biker is from Ohio somewhere in the country yeah okay I should have looked it up I didn't don't tweet me I'll figure it out anyway it looks like it's gonna be a good episode and it'll make up for the last two I'm pumped I just feel like they should have Maybe put the Splinter episode second so that coming off the Good Maggie episode, then that would have sucked. But then you're like, okay, there'll be a better. And then go into the third episode where you've got uh, Carol and Daryl and yep. Leah flashbacks. That was a good episode.
3: That was a great episode. I love that episode. I
2: wouldn't have put Splinter back to back with Diverged.
3: Ooh, that was, a little, that was a little rough.
2: That's poor planning.
3: Back to back. Back to back. Yeah.
2: Not good. So I'm hoping Negan is better. Uh, with that said, Jamie, it's your big moment. Have you Have, okay. have you been stressing all week about it? Because now you're two weeks in a row. I'm Train sweating. wreck. Sweating. Train wreck. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to prep you with this. <laughs> I don't know if, I, if if I speak not enough, you're not going to be ready. If I speak too much, then then uh, it it won't work. I don't know what to do. What's I'm best what for you? What's best for you? Let's just do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> And by doing it, you mean do the ending of the show?
3: The ending of the show.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Jamie, it's time.
3: What time is it?
2: It's time to shut this this shit down. down. Yes. Woo! Nailed it. Nailed it that time. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't recording though. Let's do it again.
3: Oh, you you weren't.
2: I'm sorry. I hit
3: stop. Oh, that's okay. And this time I actually was recording the whole time.
2: (laughs) I'm lying to you. I was recording. Okay, good. I was going to have you do it again, but... I was was
3: getting... Now I was getting nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that again.
2: Now for real, we're done. (laughs) Okay. You can hit stop now.
3: I stop. stop now.
2: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily
1: bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground
3: at VisitCalifornia.com.